transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Which is definitely your most least consistent old heart radio podcast. Shout outs to all the other people holding it down, including Lucas at Matinee Edition, uh, Fitzy over at uh, Whack Arnold's Brothers, as well as the UFR boys. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, we have a lot going on. And, you know, hey, shout outs to the unspoken heroes, like Jeremiah, doing brainstorming sessions, keeping me sane in the meantime. Uh, on top of it all, dear people, I give you this episode of Coffee and Cotton Blackstone, where we talk about Which, if you if you read the title, then you probably know, have some semblance of an idea of what I'm going to talk about. Even though, as I'm recording, I do not. Uh, who knows? Maybe this is just a catch-up episode. Maybe I'm just taking the time to catch up on my mind. You know? Uh, it is 7.09 p.m. I am drinking a cup of coffee, a fine cup of coffee, if I may uh, say so myself. Brewed it up in an AeroPress, and it's delicious. It's hitting the spot, and I'm definitely, definitely feeling a little bit of that caffeine buzz. You know, zip. I'm going, going, going. Uh, which kind of brings me, you know, to one, I guess one of the thoughts I want to talk about the coffee industry man it's something i've been working in for over a decade honestly and i don't know if that makes me sound cool or like a fucking waste of my time but either way it's what i've been doing with my life i have a really strong passion for coffee uh because it's a really great like unifier right so many people like like enjoy this product this coffee so many so many people rely on this product this coffee and i'm not just talking about like to get their caffeine fix i'm talking about like for their income fix and we're not you know you know that goes to from baristas to uh cafe managers to uh cafe people in the in in the production uh of coffee you know when you know like the, the coffee roasters the people that deliver the coffee to where to the grocery store shelves or you know that the people that import coffee the fucking coffee farmers and the growers on the fucking front lines doing hard labor for a pittance of what they fucking should make and coffee all in the meantime is this like it supports this huge system of people and it is the like second highest traded commodity on the planet And somehow the supply chain is just more fucked, like like a lot of things. It's fucked more than it's been in a really long time. However, it's always been kind of fucked. Coffee, like the coffee trade and the coffee industry uh, exists. I mean, if you really want to go back, it exists because off the backs of forced labor. It... uh, 
in modern times, it, it relies on, uh, how do I say, it? underpaying the people that produce the coffee. Uh, you know, when somebody when somebody complains about paying for, say, like a $15 bag of coffee, they have no idea what it takes, what it takes to get that bag of coffee on that store shelf. You know what I mean? Like, some people think that coffee is grown in the United States. Some people think that fucking French roast is from France. Some people think Italian roast is, is made from Italian beans that are grown in Italy. Like, that's fucking dumb. Alright, that's a fucking lie. <laughs> coffee comes from mostly poor countries. It comes from countries that are most likely considered third world by people that live in the United States. I will say that. Uh, and, you know, the farmers and the people that produce the, the, the coffee, the coffee bean, you know, the, the people that, that, that pick the cherries off of the trees, the people that cultivate these trees till they're ripe, uh, you know, they spend so much time and so much labor and uh, all for the hopes, the, the hopes that these beans will turn out, that the cherry, that the cherry will produce a good bean, a quality enough bean that some really like overtly rich company in the Americas or Europe will send somebody down to buy a lot of, you know, and that's how they hopefully make their fucking like there are. I, I know from experience that there are. Like, seriously, some family-run, like, for, like, 50-plus years, family-run coffee-growing operations that they really rely on their one annual crop. And if that annual crop has a lot of defects and doesn't get picked up, and they have to sell it at a much lower rate than they already sell it for, then they are fucked. And then you then you turn around and when you're selling coffee beans to people, shit. Shout out, shout outs to all you coffee farmers out there. Thank you so much for providing me with this delicious slurp. Shout outs to all you hot dogs. Thank you for listening so much. You guys are fucking amazing and impressive. I can't believe it. Um, yeah. So they they like like I was saying like they literally some places some some family farms rely on their one yearly crop cycle and if that crop cycle fails then they are out of like they are stretched thin financially for the rest of their fucking year and you know families that have shit families that have more than two fucking members are gonna be screwed in that situation you know what i mean <laughs> like, at least if you have two member family maybe maybe not maybe you can just turn to cannibalism you know you start eating each other until the next crop comes in and hopefully make some fucking money off of that but the reality is that families that, that coffee farmers are are poor a lot of times and that they cannot they cannot meet the demands that people in these in, in countries like ours in countries like the u.s uh, the, they can't meet the demands that people, these bougie-ass fucking coffee drinkers, like, place on them. Like, people want on their little coffee label uh, that they want to be notified that it's that this coffee was fair fair trade uh, or it was uh, grown, in, it was shade-grown or it has a proper organic label. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the bugaboo of all that is that that shit costs farmers way more money than than they should have to put it. It costs farmers way more money to get those certifications, to get things like like fair trade certifications, and to get things like 
like the organic certifications in particular, that like there's some, and again, I know this from a firsthand story, there are some farms that have to choose between like things like, like kids' school money and buying a fucking, and paying for a certificate for like the, the year. You know what I mean? And so, so they choose, and I've seen this happen in store. Coffees that are the exact same coffee go from being labeled shade grown to having no shade grown label on them because they can't afford to pay for the fucking certification. And it's the exact same coffee grown the exact same way. And then you have some fucking asshole walk in and go, oh, is this no, is this not shade grown? Oh, what a bummer. And then they go buy a different fucking bag of beans. <laughs> I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that as a consumer, you shouldn't get what you want, but you should be mindful of what it fucking takes to do these things, to do these extra mileage things that produce the exact same product. You know what I mean? Like, that's what bugs the fuck out of me about it, is that you're making people put, like, pay, you're making people who are already poor pay for, for certifications that, that don't matter to them, that impact, like, the, 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 the way that people, that coffee roasters and cafes sell the coffee. And I get that that definitely trickles back down, theoretically, but it really doesn't that much. Coffee companies are only now, and this, like, I'm like, this side of 2015 are like are like really pushing to try to make uh, the supply chain a little more equal. You know what I mean? And and that's a huge thing. It doesn't happen uh, instantaneously. It barely happens gradually. But you have companies that are pioneering programs where they you know they they front the money for a crop, for instance. Uh, this is something that I think. There's there's a lot of there, there's a lot of companies that that are trying to get off the ground with programs, uh, but I can I can safely say that I know of a company uh, that has been doing a program like that for 30 plus years. They they've they've worked with a with a family run uh, farm a coffee farm, and that they've worked with them for for long enough that they feel uh, secure in in fronting the family the money, so the family can then invest that money over the course of the year in growing their crop. And not just hoping to recoup it, you know what I mean? Which is a thin fucking line. It's like living paycheck to paycheck, but on the even bigger stakes. <laughs> you know? And like, trust me, I know a little bit about living paycheck to paycheck. It fucking sucks. But if you have one paycheck a year that you hopefully fucking get, and then it craps out at like a third of what you normally make, then you're fucked royally. And that ain't cool, particularly for a, a fucking product, like I said, that so many people ingest and enjoy across the world every single day, you know? And then you think about this. You have to think, you have to think about, like, the long term of coffee as well. Like, not, not only should we be supporting farmers to help, reno, like, renovate their, their already aging operations to adapt for future challenges including climate change related challenges which are happening more and more rapidly in the coffee industry in the cotton and coffee farming uh you know but 
it's it's devastating and you're going to see that it's going to be even harder to get coffee people and prices are going to get even higher for people and then people who ignorantly don't understand it dick all about the supply chain are going to complain about paying what was fifteen dollars is now fifteen fifty and what's what was fifteen fifty is now sixteen fifty and so on and so forth and the fact of the matter is, like, we should all consider this cup of coffee a lucky fucking thing in each of our lives. It doesn't, it's not a necessity, it's a fucking luxury. And we should enjoy the fact that we have it. We should support the systems that produce it so that across the globe, we all have a better, uh, more sustainable system of how to keep this going. Because I guarantee you, in, you know, 50 fucking years, coffee is going to be a real luxury, people. It's not going to be around as massively as it is now. That being said, I've ranted enough for this episode. Go out there and use your brain for good. Why? Because every day is a good day to ripen up your coconut. And, you know, well, keep your stick on the edge.